This gospel message is brought to you by the redeemed Christian Church of God, Fountain of Love, Aberdeen, UK. Open your heart to receive this life-changing Word of God. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 36. Hallelujah. The screen ahead of me says Genesis 1.1. I won't preach through Genesis to, the, to Revelation. So just go to Hebrews, please. That will, thank you. For you have need of endurance so that after you have done the will. Uh, let's start from verse 35. 35 is what I need, actually. 35 is what I need. Hebrews 10.35. Thank you. Therefore, do not cast away your confidence which has great reward. Somebody say confidence. So I'll be talking to you on confident assurance just in the next few minutes. Confidence is the delivery tap for the internal resource that a person possesses. Did you get that? Confidence is the delivery tap for the internal resource or the tank that a person possesses. No matter how much you have in the tank, if there is no tap through which you would deliver the water, the oil, the whatever is in the tank, it's as good as useless. Many of us are full of good stuff on the inside, but there has been no outlet, and so we remain like dry lands that no one is interested in. I'm praying that that will change in the name of Jesus. Many people are suffering from lack of confidence that you can imagine. And many at times, even those that react in a very forward manner or in an abrasive manner, more often than not, the main challenge they are having on the inside is lack of confidence. And it's the will of God that you need to live a confident life. And that will change from now on in the name of the Lord. There are some people who know very little, but they have a huge confidence. And yet there are some people who know so much, but they have little confidence. If you were to pick one, which one will you pick? I will pick the one that knows little, but a lot of... And so many at times, we fall short, not because, starting from the thing spiritual... You know more than enough to lay hands on the sick and they get healed. You know more than enough to pray in such a way that circumstances and situations will be turned around. But more often than not, what we are lacking is the confidence to stand up and do what we ought to do. In actual fact, sometimes we do not need more skills or more certificates, but we need more confidence. That some, they've collected all the certificates that are collectible. But when they get to the interview... It's something that lets them down. And that thing is the seaward confidence. But the plan of the Lord is that that will change for you and I. Yeah. Richard Branson said something. You know Richard Branson? The billionaire, the British billionaire? He said, I read this close to almost 10 years ago and it stuck with me. I sought it out again and I copied it today. He says, opportunity favors the bold. He said, this is a lesson that I learned early on. And I've used to guide the virgin story. 
If someone offers you an amazing opportunity, but you are not sure you can do it, say yes. Then learn how to do it later. I say, wow. Many a times opportunities come around us and we keep saying, but that is not my interest. What has interest got to do with it? We say, but that is not my area. Who cares about your area? God who wired you says, take. And all you are saying is that, no. So the man said, that is the whole of virgin story. The virgin story was not a matter of his cleverness. In fact, he dropped out from secondary school. He didn't have any certificates at all. It's good to have certificates. Please don't drop out. It tends to show later. But believe you me, if you have a tiny degree of education, but a huge amount of confidence, you will go very far. If you know a small portion of the scriptures and you have a huge amount of confidence, you will do exploits. Stop gathering more. You have enough. You only need to turn the tap and things will flow. How many have stood to preach here and you know they are loaded, but confidence is not there? How many have stood to lead us in worship? Not because they have the better voice, but they are more confident. Not bravados. Because people can see the line between genuine confidence and bravado. Brethren, God wants to wire you and I for greater confidence. To stand up and to deliver. Because that's the purpose for which he has called you and I. Hallelujah. For instance, I was putting myself on this spot. By nature and by calling, I'm a pastor. I'm a tenderer. My best ministry is in one-to-one, in which I empathize with people. I feel their pain. That's the way God has wired me from a child. But if somebody knocks on my door and said, we have a major evangelistic outreach to do, we're expecting the whole of Pitodri Stadium to be filled, and you didn't want to minister, I won't tell them I'm not, I'm not in town on that day. You know, people, when they want to escape, they say you're not in town. They could, they could fix something. You know what? I will say, yes, sir. The man of God mentioned in Nigeria many years back. He said the first stadium crusade he did, he locked himself up for two weeks. The man came out, Goita was disappearing. You give me that opportunity, I gather all of you together, start praying for me. I lock myself up. Hallelujah. I'm using where I am to tell you, where you should, what you should do with where you are. Does that make sense to you? Don't throw away anything again. Don't make anything up. But opportunities will come. And it's your duty to make a huge stand and do what the Lord has called you to do. I discovered in the scriptures that the Lord Jesus Christ... The greatest part of what he celebrated about him was his boldness. In actual fact, the connection between him and the disciples after he has departed was not because they loved. Of course they loved. Was not because they knew the scripture. Of course they knew the scripture. But they knew something about Jesus that stood out. Something about this one that reflected it and they connected them. Acts chapter 4 verse 13. You know the verse very well. Acts chapter 4 verse 13. And this is another connection they made between the two of them. What stood out amongst them? Now when they saw what? Saw what? Ah, how can you be saying boldness timidly? What did they see? Part of confidence is the way we speak. 
Part of our confidence is the way we carry ourselves. I've mentioned it to us many times. You need to stir yourself up sometimes. Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and uh, perceived that they were uneducated, that is, they should not be bold. And untrained men, they were not supposed to be standing talking. Didn't I tell you before? You know a little, you have a big boldness, we do a lot. They did what? They can't connect it. Your grammar is not tied together. The way you are even, you know, because there are, there are, there are proper English that you speak in those days in the, in the Grecian Empire. You just don't speak. You speak particular, what you can call our own Queen's English. They were speaking street English or whatever. And they realized, see the connection now, that what? Meaning, that was how Jesus, that's the only connection. The only thing that connected it was boldness. May the Lord pour it upon the church. We pray, though, it's time to stand out. Oh, we have prayed. And we have fasted. Sincerely, we have. We can fast more. And January is coming. In the if you don't know the story, usually early in the year, worldwide instructions come by the leading of the Holy Spirit that we should fast. We've done 28 days before. We've done 40 days last year. One year we did just 50 days. And you are shouting 100 days. When, when I've actually learned that this year, because it's going to be the best year, it will be more than 100. <laughs> but when you did 100, you didn't die, did you? Yeah, you God bless. Hallelujah. So talking of fasting, is not fair. But something is still missing. Confidence. Confidence. To stand up outside there. Sister was sharing about the H factor. You know why she was able to calmly accept error? Because she got bolder. No, no, it's not because she got meek. No, no, no. You know, meekness is power under control. She received a new power. Something within her is saying, I can submit to whatever you are saying. That that does not diminish me. Before that time, she couldn't say that. There's something within that. Don't crush me. Don't diminish me. Don't keep my confidence. But you got to a point to say, there's nothing you can say that can affect me. I know who I am. That's where she was. Immediately she got there, what happened? Heaven started working. They had no choice. Thank God for humility. But more than humility, it's a strength on the inside of you. You grew strong suddenly. You know there's power. The Bible says Jesus Christ became man. And then he rose to the highest place so that all may bow unto him. Tell your neighbor, confidence. Uh, 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 uh. Tell your neighbor properly, confidence. And I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we shall all walk in confidence in Jesus' name. Seven reasons why you can be confident. Seven reasons why you can be confident. Number one, God is on your side. Stop seeing God as your opponent and stop seeing the relationship between you, God, and Satan as two personalities fighting for your attention. No, two personalities are not fighting for your attention. If you are born again, one personality has got your attention already. He is on your side, and it's just you and God that are now facing Satan. And you know how well Satan will do when he's facing you and God? Of course not. You agree with me? Our greatest challenge, brethren, is that we keep thinking that, you know, today, Lord, please, the way this Satan is coming, and make sure that you come. No, no, no. God is on your side. He is on your side. It's, it's, not, it's, it's a no-brainer. God is on your side. Tell yourself, God is on my side. 
And, and then we need to drive that home much into the church. He's on your side. He is for you. He's not looking to look for a way to catch you. Oh, is he going to spank you if you miss it? Of course, he is like a good father. But believe you me, the spanking is to draw you closer. But many at times we wake up every morning, Lord, I'm going today. I don't know how it's going to end because this is your stick that you are holding. It may crack my head. No. And I'm not preaching some goofy, liberal theology. I'm preaching sound theology to you. Are you hearing me? God is on your side. It's not working against you. That's what the devil wants you to believe. Is that not the first thing he did in the book of Genesis? Tell me, is it not? What did he do? Genesis chapter 3. He said, God is not on your side. Is that not what he said? He said, as God said, he said, no, God is, doesn't want your best interest. He's only saying that so that you will not be like him. He's not on your side. And they bought it. You are not going to buy it anymore. No, we're not going to buy it. God is on my side. He is for me. In 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9. And that should dispel every worry from our heart. You are a chosen generation. A royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people. Now, do you think the Bible is exaggerating? Some of you are feeling that, ah, ah, come on, it can't be that big now. Chosen, yes, okay, maybe. Royal, ah, okay, maybe priesthood, not royal. Holy nation, me, holy, ah. His own special, special. And yet, if you believe any single line of the Bible, and you don't believe that, you have not believed the whole Bible. You are special to him. Can I hear you men onto that one? Yeah. Now, as you are hearing that, is that helping your confidence at all? It should by the time I get to number seven. If it does not, you stay behind. I'll pray for you 30 minutes. At least on point number one, you should start feeling lighter. God is for me. He's not against me. Hallelujah. Point number two, God is with you. And that's the difference. You understand? Someone can be for you and not with you. In Isaiah chapter 41 verse 10, Isaiah 41 verse 10, fear not. Tell your neighbor, fear not. not. If you are telling me fear not like that, I will fear. Somebody tell me properly, fear not. Come on. Thank you. I won't. I won't sincerely. For I am with you. Hallelujah. Be not dismayed. For. Come on. You know, this scripture is full of so many wonderful things. I don't know whether you'll be reading it in yours. You'll be reading things that have been scaring you. Read this and please wake up well and sleep well. For I am with. I am what? I will. Yes, I will. Ah. I will. With my and then you are still afraid. What will make you to be confident if you are not confident in that? No human being can. God is with us. And Jesus Christ started his ministry by being called Emmanuel, meaning Matthew chapter 1, verse 23. Matthew chapter 1, verse 23. Before he was born, in fact, they were given that name. Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name, which is translated. So he's with you. And how did he end the ministry? Matthew chapter 28, verse 18. Matthew 28, verse 18. 
Behold, and Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All for that has been given to me in heaven. Verse 19, quickly. Verse 19, please. Go therefore and make disciples of all the Him, baptize them in the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. And verse 20, we conclude, teaching them to observe all things that I've commanded you. And behold, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Verse 21. Of course, that's the last verse in Matthew. Hallelujah. Matthew started with God with us. Ended with, I am with you. What else do you need? Alpha and Omega. You are the one inside. Is with you. And there's no need for you not to be confident. Many of us, we carry so much of impurity around. God is going to break that today. He's going to break it. He's going to break it. He will break it finally. It's been a pain in my heart. And I've been in situations before, and I'm not preaching down on you. I've been in situations before where you expect me to stand up, but I know I was not strong on the inside. Another day I will teach some of the ways you can know how non-confident you are. I might drop one or two. Number one, when you are in a place and you are constantly thinking how you will say what you will say, you are losing confidence. You know, you are minding, if I lift my voice, my accent may betray me. My grammar may not be right. My diction, the content of my speech, as long as you begin to think that way and you don't open your mouth and say what you want to say, your confidence is ebbing away. Your confidence is going. And I find myself in situations like that, over-preparing. It's usually lack of confidence. When you are confident, you stand up. You say, I'm in charge here. I don't know how many of you, genuinely and sincerely, in a good relationship, before you talk to your wife, I mean, it's like that. I must lay hand on you today. Before you talk to your wife, you must think, how, how will I say the grammar? How will I say, well, come on, there's a problem there. You speak. Why? Because it's a loving relationship. Why? Because you are, sometimes you don't say anything. People even hear, you say, oh, you're talking to him like you're talking to him. You say, keep your mouth shut. He's mine, I'm his. Hallelujah. That's the way it should be. And there's no reason why we cannot carry that in every aspect of our lives instead of just being too mindful of what we will say. You'll be confident. Number three, reason why you can be confident. The seed of God is in you. Somebody said the seed of God is in me. Now, if you're not born again, make sure you get born again today. And I'm serious. Being born again simply means that you hand over your life to Jesus. You say, Lord Jesus Christ, one thing that I know separates me from you is you having total control over my life, my thoughts, my word, my action, my desire, now I hand over. I know sin has separated me from you, but from today, help me. I belong to you. You can pray it as you are seated. You can pray it as I'm preaching. But as long as you know you are genuinely born again. How do you know you are born again? Because that verse, one of the verses I will read to you, First John chapter 3, verse 9, he said he cannot sin, for the seed of God is in him. He cannot sin simply means that Things have changed for him. He cannot continually sin. He cannot be the way he used to be. He said, that is what it means. Now, when the seed of God is in you, you must pursue, you must produce what? The product of God. Do you agree with me? I repeat myself slowly. When the seed of God is in you, you must produce the product of God. That is why a lion is not the biggest in the forest, but lion is the boldest. And you see all those lion calves. There's something in them that makes them wild. No matter how rich you are, because some of you are going to be very rich by God's grace. Please, don't have lion pets. 
Because you may be tempted to. I know where they sell them, but don't buy them. Because one of the day, the lion inside the lion will say, I'm not a dog. I'm not a house cat. I'm not a domestic cat. I may be zoologically in the cat family, but I'm a lion. You stroke in the back, you kiss the lion. The lion is a lion. Something inside the lion wakes up one day and said, I'm not a cat. I'm not a domestic cat. Stop treating me like one. In my lineage, when we see blood, we grab it. And you are smelling like blood. (laughs) Do you know the same thing applies to you and I? That we are the seed of Jesus? Even though sometimes they are stroking our back. If you give the opportunity, something will rise in you one day. And say, don't treat me like that. I'm a lion. Of the tri- I'm a child of the lion of the tribe of Judah. Yet gentle, but I can show you there's strength in me. That's why I know you can be confident. If you are born again. How many of you have had that sparkle before? You find yourself challenging things and situations that you don't know you could have challenged. You know what? The lion, you rose up. And it will rise up again. Amen. I said it will rise up again. Amen. You got the seed of God in you. And your God is a consuming fire. No matter for how long you've had stories of eaglets before, being raised like chicken. You know, you've had them before. There comes a time the gene of an eagle will rise up. So what I'm saying now is no longer dependent upon you. This confidence I'm talking about, are you listening to what I'm saying? That there comes a time that it's not just you. All the points that I'm making, as important as they are, it gets to a point that this is the most important point. So what you need to keep stroking is to say, I am a child of God. The seed of God is in me. And you eat like a child of God. One day, one day, one day, one day, one day, one day, the lion will arise. One day, one day, the eagle will get up. And believe you me, you will do exploit. I say you will do exploit. You are finishing this year on this I know by the special grace of God. You are finishing on this note of confidence that you are going someplace with the Lord. Somebody listening to me. I need that confidence. Where I'm going is too far. I can't go timidly anymore. I need to. Somebody says, if you have a project and does not make you afraid, it's not God's project. I've been doing too many projects that don't make me afraid. I've done a few before. I've mentioned to some of you before. Um, some of you here will know. Ruben will know. Quite a few of you will know. We went to one of the buildings where I buy. I was aching in my body. And there are other projects like that. When last did I do that? We need to take this place. I said, we need to take this city. And I'm, that's why I'm just reminding all you eagles, all you lions with me. Because very soon we may be holding a major program in the biggest stadium in town. That's what lions do. Something will rise on the inside. Thank God for Christmas carol. Fantastic, but not where we are going. We're going farther than that. Tell your neighbor, confidence. confidence. That's what you're going to show very soon in the name of Jesus. How many have I mentioned to you? Number one? Number two? Number three? Number four? Those who are confident, they are mortals like you.
See, some people, they stand up like that. They start talking. And I, my, usually my mouth will drop. Ah, ah, how are you that confident? They are other human beings like you. The only thing, they just have common sense to harness what is in them. And of them, even what they say is half of it is wrong. And by the time they feel, they start clapping for them. And genuinely, just to tell you, some of these things, some of the cliches that you have believed for many years, many of them, you need to revise. I was sharing one with you this morning. Uh, people are some people are with you for a reason or for a season. I, when I was going up, I said that that was a profoundly wrong statement, actually. <laughs> Just the most small wrong. And yet we believed it. You know, I won't repeat that again. It's profoundly wrong. Because what Charles Lee said that some people are in your life for no reason. And it's not possible. It's not possible. So it's not the either or. It's only one thing. I'm not many like that that people have said that we have believed. But because they were bolder than you. And they are telling us lies. It's about time. Those whom God is showing things also for us to stand up and talk. They are not. They are not. In the book of Isaiah, let me get the reference for you. The, the Bible mentioned it very clearly that they are not. Isaiah 31 verse 3. Isaiah 31 verse 3. Put it on the screen for us, please. Shall we read that together so that you don't think it's for my own Bible? One, two, go. Stop. Uh-uh, stop. Don't rush. Is that clear? Is that clear? Is that clear? If we are to talk in our generation, they are losing it now. The Egyptians were the real superpower in those they remember. If we are to talk now, and I know that particular nation, God bless them, I love them. They are also very brave. They are also very bold. Most of the time talking us. Which nation will you substitute for them? The be bold. We are not saying anything about that about them. Hey, the Americans are not God. And I love them. I have opportunity of traveling to America many times. Very bold people. Most of the time they talk nonsense. Until we start sitting back and say, calm down. What are you talking about? And they put men at the end of it. To intimidate you. I say, man. They are men, are not. And their horses are, are not. <laughs> when the Lord stretches out his hand, both he who helps we fall and he who is helped, we fall together. They all will. So stop rushing onto ordinary human beings. They are like you. You've got strength in you as well. Be confident. Go to that interview. I get it, fine. I don't get it, thank you. But I'm thinking in my heart that you need me sooner than later. Don't tell them that. But when you are working, I think like that. <laughs> but let something within you be saying that, amen. And your body language, you convey that, do you know? Do you know? Without saying, do you know? Rather than if you don't give me, I'm dead. <laughs> this is my life. One of the athletes, one of the time was, you know, he was caught, you know, doing drugs or whatever. And when he was pleading, he said, don't you know my life? It depends on you. I said, you're a big fool. For you, even saying that, that diminishes you. Sometimes you learn to walk away with your head up. Sometimes you walk away, you just say, fine, that's okay, that's all right. And truly, it's all right, amen. God is still God. And the Father, you don't give me this one. That means a bigger one is coming. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I didn't marry in time because I had a chip on my shoulder. 
But God was very merciful. You young men, don't do that. Too. So when eventually gave him my own wife, I calmed down. Even as a woman, who is crying is true there. <laughs> Ladies, please carry yourself well. Can I hear you amen onto that one? Yes. You've got huge value. Young men, please carry yourself well. You've got huge value. Be nice to people, but don't beg anybody. Do you know that's one of the common things you will probably learn in some of the cultures of the world? They don't beg. Many of you, you came from cultures where you beg. I beg, sir. Even it's, it's wired into your language. I beg, sir. Don't beg people. And I'm asking you to be arrogant, but don't beg. Make your request. Ask people. Don't beg. That's the difference. Is that making sense to you? And I know we were all brought up that way. In the, many of you that are from the colonies of the British, you know, the way you write applications, I beg to apply. It used to be. But everybody has stopped begging. It's looking funny now, you know. I beg. Please, let's grow some spine. Amen. When you are preaching the gospel, don't preach the gospel as if you are sorry for the gospel. The many times we preach the gospel as if, hey, this gospel, please take it. You should be close without saying it directly to the gospel. You take it, you are okay. You don't take it, you are in trouble. Don't say it directly, but let it be implied. That's what Jesus Christ said. That's why he preached the gospel. Don't preach the gospel begging people. Let them know. I say, man, I can't remain like this. No, this is not a good state to be. Got a better way. Now, it might look hard, but sincerely, it's better. Ah, there's no God, there's no God. I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about you. I'm talking about you. I'm messed up, man. You know? <laughs> and God can help. I promise God can help you. Oh, all this religious thing. I'm not superstitious. I know you're not. I'm not talking about superstition. I'm talking about you, man. You can't be sleeping around. You can't be getting drunk every weekend like this. Oh, you telling me this? I'm not telling you anything. I'm just telling you I can help you. Huh. Is that not different? From please, Jesus says he loves you. Somebody taking something away from here. That's why I know 2018 is going to be a wonderful year. You're going to carry that everywhere you go in the name of Jesus Christ. How many have we done? What's number three? Uh, I want to throw you. What is number four? Number five. You have experienced boldness before. You can experience it again. And I know you have. You have. Romans chapter 12 verse 3 simply says that for everyone that's been given a measure of faith, you have experienced boldness before. Look back. You just look back. Some of the decisions you took, there's no one. Even a little child had probably dared you before. And say, hey, did I do that? That's confidence. That's boldness. I used to ask a child to say that. From a little child, unless you are born an angel, a parents probably ask you to see that. You didn't see that. You just get up. And that's, that's there's some confidence to do that. I mean, I know it's naughty, but at least it takes some confidence to be naughty. I mean, it's not everybody that has the confidence to be naughty. I mean, some of us, we grew up very timid. The only time I participated in university riots, I got caught. I told you before. <laughs> I'm the last of, of my mom. 
In those days, no phone. Sent to my uncle, a very top government official in the city that I was, which was just a few, about one hour from, from, from where we were living. Immediately, found somebody to send her. Have you found, have you found him? And whatever. Carried me to a police station. I mean, when all that, when the tough guys who are, you'll be confident. <laughs> I mean, when the tough guys, they've started all the rioting, we just thought the safest thing to do is to, just about three of us, I've strained the only other guy with me. The other guys were girls. So bad, you know. <laughs> we got ourselves locked up. Things have changed since then, since I know Jesus. I was rascally in other areas, but I don't like riots. Locked ourselves in that room. The policemen, they tiptoe in. We thought that we are saved by looking at us. They just kicked the door in, grabbed us. And I, that's the first, first time I told you. When policemen, I'm talking about anti, they call them anti-riot policemen. You know, when they beat you, you will thank them. <laughs> because they know how to do it. I mean, grab me by the trouser, by the end of the And in two steps, flight, I got that step, flight of stairs. And no injury on my body. The injury will not be done by the stairs. It will be done by me, the man proposed. And crashed the helmet on my head. Now all these things were just days when, and people that were cleverer, that were stronger, they, they've run away. So, but when, immediately after that, when I made up my mind that I would never be a victim again. And at every time, I started thinking things through, proposing your mind, you will not be a victim again. And I knew where I went wrong. I said, what, what am I doing? Why can't I devise my way out? Anyway, there's nothing holding me back at that time. I didn't know Jesus. He was not my Lord and Savior, so it's not a matter of scripture. I've just been stupid. And now that I know Jesus, I use Jesus' wisdom, combine it with human wisdom in a holy manner. And I make sure that you just don't catch me anyhow. That's why people set traps for me now. It's very going to be hard by the special help of the Lord. And I'm not boasting my strength that you're going to get away lightly. Oh, I may not, I may show that I don't know what to drink. But believe you me, I read it between the lines. Many have walked into my life. They walked out. They thought they've hurt me. When they see me, I greeted them again. Why, why are you not hurt? I'm not hurt because I saw that you are doing all along. And I knew that this is going to have to end. I was checking my record. I showed with my wife. Three years ago, 2014, God showed me clearly in a dream. A particular person that will do something that others will be fighting on my behalf. Why did he do that? Why did he? God showed me. I, I, I quaked. I, I trembled. I said, Lord, verbatim. I wrote down. I forgot it. In actual fact, I didn't write in my normal dream book. I wrote in a sheet of paper that I left somewhere. What I'm simply telling you is that when you key into God and you are his, and he is yours, you will never be a victim. Amen. They may cheat you, but you, are not, you, say, you, you can be cheated, but not a victim. I hope you know that. And by that principle, you will walk as well. Tell your neighbor confidence. Amen. And that will build up in us in Jesus' name. Number six, help is available. Help is available. There is always a pura for every Gideon. I can't go through all that. It's a long story. Judges chapter 7 verse 10. My time is up. I need to do quick now. Judges chapter 7 verse 10. I'll tell you the background story to that. But if you're afraid, there was this man called Gideon. In the Old Testament, the children of Israel, they didn't have kings at that time. So what happened is that a man will just come up bold enough, you know, ready to put his life on the line, and he will say, everybody, I will be your leader. It's not the best way to choose leaders, is it? No election, nothing. It's just the bravest, bravest man in town who can risk his neck. So Gideon, God picked him out of many. 
And so God said, I'm going to use you as the leader. But he was very, he was floundering. He wasn't too sure of himself. One day he was sure, another day he was not sure. And so his confidence was not kind of 100%. Then, you know what made him confident to be 100%? God asked him to take his servant, Pura, and go to the camp of the enemy. Gideon could not have done that on his own. Interpretation of that particular point for you. There are always people around you who will stiffen your back if you listen to them. It might be your wife. It might be your husband. Listen to them. It might be your children. He said, Dad, we can do it. There's always a Pura. In your low moment, every one of us, it might be you to your pastor. I said, Pastor, let's go. I've got many puras. Some of the projects we've done. When I was floundering, they just said, Pastor, we got other weather. Yes, maybe. Majority of the time, I'm the one giving the charge. I'm the one saying, let's go. But sometimes you are always, no one is 100 percent always brave. The Lord Jesus Christ had this moment. Everybody will have your moment. But when you have your moment, open your ears, open your eyes, there's a pura waiting. And that pura is the one that will speak word into your heart. I said, go for it. Listen to them. Amen. And that was the last time that Gideon was floundering. That was the last time that Gideon was unsure of himself. He became very bold and eventually won. Number seven, as we close, the call of destiny will drive you. The call of destiny will drive you. Always, and that always takes, almost takes us back to the seed of God is in you, okay? It gets to a point in your life, something within you will say, I will not die like this. You know, something within you will rise up. It might be a particular challenge you are having. It might be ministry work. Something within you will rise up and say, I've had enough. I will not die. It happened to Samson. They were using him to mess around with him. They plugged his eyes out. Samson was another judge in Israel, like Gideon that we mentioned before. All these guys that rose up, they called them judges. You know, they would just get up because the people were disorganized and they didn't know what they were doing. So Samson also was raised up as another man who helped them. And he was about the strongest of them. But he, he didn't take care of his personal life very much. He, was, he just wanted disobedience after another. He could have been saved. His problem was not lost. His problem was disobedience. I hope you know. His problem was not lost. His problem was disobedience. It was not a particularly lost two person anyway. Most of the time, he was sticking to one person. It's not that he was, I mean, the likes of Solomon, they were all over the place. But even the likes of David. He might have had only one wife and maybe one. But his problem was an incredibly disobedient guy. That's why you must find disobedient. The parents said, don't marry from there. He didn't even bother to listen. So there was disobedience. When you are living the life constantly, every little instruction you must challenge. Every, the simplest instruction, they call them mavericks. You know? You just, just everything, you can't, hey, why, why, why? Pay tight, why, why, why? Give up free, why, why, why? Shut up. Just listen first. Come to church and serve the Lord. <laughs> Calm down. Before you are, after you are. Just learn to be obedient. Ask anyone that has gone far in life. One thing they had, above any other thing, is that they were obedient to the right voices at the right time. That makes all the difference. Pray for that spirit of obedience. I beg you. Every, every stage of my life, I've been preaching to you close to 20 years now. There's no story of my life that you didn't know. you start paying for it now. The course I did, it was because I listened to my elder brother. And that is serving me well. I was going to go another direction. The man just said, hey boy, Change direction you want to go. Thank God I listened to him. Within one year, when I was going to go into another area because of the oil boom in that country at that time, there was suddenly lack of resources anymore, and I would have remained in penury for a long time because I would have had no job because I wanted to change my course. The man just saw ahead. 
you were not both born again. I learned to listen. And when he was writing his own book, this particular brother of mine, he said, was, he did a tribute to our mother. Obedience can't. And he's enjoying his life now. If he's listening to me, I'm giving him kudos, my elder brother. Let him hear it. He wrote something in his book when he gave his inaugural lecture as a professor. He said, uh, dedicated, he mentioned our dad, mentioned every other person. And then to my mom, whom I love listening to, and in her later years, loved listening to me. And truly, as I my brother tells mom, though being the last born, she was very close to me, I didn't have that contact with her, but she would listen. That's the, do you know? And I found a sermon in that. If you learn to listen to God, do you know God we... <laughs> we don't know. I found a sermon in it, and I'm, I'll come back and preach it. Simple statement. The, 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 the elder is well over 17. The elder man said, very deep. He said, my mother, whom I love listening to, and who in later years love listening to me. You listen to God, he will listen to you. Obedience is very core. Amen. 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 So something will rise up in you one of these days and say, I won't die like this. Even in a disobedient man like Samson, something rose up. When they plugged this, I said, God, one more time, let me revenge. And power came back. And finally, let me close with this very precious verse. Samson, sorry, uh, Judges chapter 16, verse 22. Judges 16, verse 22. Put it on the screen. Have you gotten something from this short exhortation? Please, you are not living here with your head bowed though. Oh, no, 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 you are not. You are not, you are not. However, the hair of his head began to grow again after it had been shaven. Daddy Gio said, um, he said, that's about the best verse in the Bible. Boy, 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 boy. No matter how, Samson got it all wrong. They shove his head. Because that was by the ordination of God, his dreadlocks was a sign that he was in covenant with God. And if you shave that sign of covenant, he lost his power. He will lose his power, he lose his power and he lost his power when they shove his head. Or shaved his head. And then it happened one day that the Philistines forgot that hair can grow again. And there are people that are forgetting that your hair will grow again. They are forgetting. The God factor is working. Oh, is it not her? Is it not him? We know how he got there. We know how she got there. But your hair will grow. And when your hair is growing, they don't even know the hair has grown. And they were messing around with him. They they were playing with him. And they didn't know power has come back. The Bible says he killed in death more than he killed in life. And usually that's what happens when your hair grows back. They won't know it has grown. Say, give me one pillar. And I could picture it. He said, he gave me one on the left. He said, give me another pillar. Gave me one on the right. And the Bible says he braised himself. Can you picture that? That is, he brought the two pillars together. You know what? The very pillar of opposition in your life, one on the right, one on the left, you bring them. And there will be a collapse. And then you will walk again. So eventually, confidence returns unto the man because always for everyone, you get to a point I've had enough. And never be ashamed to get to that point. You know many of you, you hide it. And I love those that come. I say, Pastor, I'm tired. 
And usually I tell you, I say, I'm tired with you too. <laughs> the only one who is not tired is heaven. Let's talk to him, he's not tired. And you come back to him and say, ah, how can you be tired? You are a man of God. If you are tired, you are tired. Ah, Pastor, why are you tired? I'm tired. I am tired. Tired. God, I'm tired. But I say, God in heaven. He that watches Israel neither slumber nor sleeps. Is the one that doesn't slumber or sleep. Be free. That part of confidence. A child walks to the father and says, Dad, it's too hard. And I release all our children right now into that place of liberty. Some of them are hiding struggles. Some of them are hiding serious from the age of three, four. Since they've been to nursery, they've been hiding struggles. They may be bullied. They won't come back home and tell you. And parents, please, when a child comes back home and says they are being bullied, the worst thing you can say in your mouth, I'm going to the teacher, shut up, don't say it to That's the last time you will hear. Because you know why they say that? They don't want, they always believe that it will get worse. So we can have a topic on that later on. So I'm praying in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, as we are learning to be bold to the Father, our children will be bold to us. Can I hear your amen? You'll be able to reveal unto it wouldn't, it wouldn't have gotten so bad. Children have gotten so, but I heard of many family children that you know the, the child will go onto the parents and say, I've been struggling after a long time. I don't know any parents with common sense that the first thing you will do is to say, Hey, you've been struggling. And if, I hope you are not in this room. The child comes to you, I've been struggling. Whatever it is, nothing only under the heaven from drugs to all sorts of things, whatever. Embrace the child. Are you struggling? See that there's God. That's why you're in the household of faith. Something in everybody will always cry, I will not die like this. Is it crying in you tonight? Is it crying in you this afternoon? We can say tonight in Abadou, it's a bit early now, 3.30. Longest day of the year, has it passed? The shortest day of the year, 22. It has passed, so it's getting brighter now, hallelujah. And so it's a good sermon for you. I say it's getting brighter now. <laughs> it's getting brighter now. And something in you will rise up and say, I will not end like this. Has it started rising in you? Are you sure? Rise on your feet and let's cry unto him who can help you. Hallelujah. Give him praise. Give him honor. Give him praise. I mentioned earlier on, maybe paradventure, we're talking about the seed of God is in you and you are not sure whether that seed is in you. The Lord is here to give you help today. Hallelujah. The Lord is here to give you help. He will make sure that seed settles in you and you'll be a new creature in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Just let's worship the Lord for a moment. Just one or two prayer points that I will pray over you. Uh, you, you can just talk to God, whichever area of this short message has been of blessing and benefit to you. Just give thanks unto the Lord and, and key into the heavenly resources uh, that is available in the house. God is here and his dream and his wonders to perform. He's our help. He's our succor. Is the builder and the strainer of his people. Give him praise right now. At the same time, just hand yourself over to him. Whatever area you need his help, just ask him to help you. Maybe in the area of obedience, maybe the area of, you know, growing in confidence and boldness. Your head shall be bowed no more. You will walk in confidence in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. We bless your holy name. When I ask earlier, if anyone is in the house and you prayed that prayer of committing your heart to Jesus, 
just want to give you some special package that will be of help to help you grow. Lift your hand. The ushers will put a paper in your hand and a little package. You want to start afresh with Jesus and you're in the house just as the service is going on. Possibly even when they're passing the basket around and you can't do it now, just signify that they should give you that, you know, new believers package that you normally get and then I will be in touch with you personally to help you. I want to pray for you, church. Amen? Amen. Amen. Tell yourself, in Christ Jesus, I have boldness. In Christ Jesus, I have a confident assurance that my tomorrow shall be glorious. No failure, no setback, only moving forward. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. I may just ask that if you are able to lift your hands to the heaven as I pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we're so grateful, Lord, that we've read from your word today. And we know you stood out because of the spirit of boldness that was in you, Lord. Your disciples, they stood out because you gave them the same heart of boldness. I ask right now, my Father, my Lord, that let that same spirit move over this, your people. Fill us with fresh power to be bold, to step forward confidently, and to possess that which is our portion. I pray in the name that's above all names, that the spirit that works in the lion of the tribe of Judah, Jesus Christ, the righteous, let that same spirit work in us from today. I hereby declare and declare over you, you shall never be a victim in the name of the Lord Jesus. In victor, you will be all the days of your life. When you go in and when you come out, you will not walk with your head bowed in the name of the Lord. Only unto your maker, you will bow in the name of Jesus. Honor unto whom honor is due, you will give. But I worship only God, you will worship in the name of the Lord Jesus. I decree in the name that's above all name, you will never beg again. Uh-uh, uh-uh. I say you will never beg again. That which is your right, you will ask for. That which is your right, sometimes you will need to demand. But above all, you will not beg in the name of the Lord Jesus. The psalmist says, I've been young, but now I'm old. I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. I pronounce the same over you. You will not beg for bread in the name of Jesus. The Lord himself will be your supply. And the tap of your life that has not made you to be manifest to the world, let that tap be turned on right now for the world to see in the name of the Lord Jesus. Rise up and shine. Rise up and move forward in the Lord. In the preaching of the gospel, receive strength and confidence right now. In your personal pursuit, rise up and shine right now in the name of Jesus. The yoke is broken and you are free to fly. The snare is broken and you are free to fly. The chain is broken and you are free to run. I pray in the name that's above all names. With songs on your lips, you will enter into the new year. Confident that your tomorrow is all right and settled. And you will return with your worship and praise unto the Most High. 
Very soon it shall be said of you. And when they beheld him and when they beheld her, they noticed how inadequate or, in, or, or, or qualified he or she is. And they marveled. And they took knowledge, as the whole King James Version said, that he or she has been with Jesus. So, thank you, Father, for confirmation. So shall it be said concerning this congregation of people of God today in the name of the Lord Jesus. I pray for you one more time. Nobody shall know the source of your success in the name of the Lord. You will confound the people. From what we see, you should not be here. But we don't know why. But we can argue not against this blessing in your life. And so, sit with those who are ordained to rule and to take charge. So shall be your testimony in the name of the Lord Jesus. Go forth and prosper. Possess your possession. Fear disappear from you today. We get this boldness when the Holy Spirit comes. One of the points the Lord gave me. We get it. When you are baptized in the Holy Spirit, paradventure you are here and you need that touch of the Most High. The Lord is faithful. His Spirit is here. He will fill you. He will fill you. I say, He will fill you. And if you have been filled before, begin to rejoice right now and get more infilling. Just continue to worship God. Give me three more minutes, please, if you may, everybody. I don't want to lose this point. It's an important point for the infilling of the Holy Spirit. This is the year of the Holy Ghost. Continue to worship Him. And if anyone is in the category, you want to receive a fresh infilling of the Holy Spirit, the Lord is here. You want to be baptized in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongue. God is still doing it. Quickly run forward right now while others are praying. Fill me and you, oh God. That is the source of boldness. That is the source of boldness. In Acts chapter 4 verse 31, the Bible says, and with the room where they pray, they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they went out in boldness to preach. They were all first filled and they went out in boldness. So if anybody's in the house, you wonder right now, somebody's there to minister to you in the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. George, just begin to pray right now to the heavens. Begin to pray right now. We must go be there to the heavenly voices. The Lord has asked in his power that I should just call people right now. As you receive all the rest of you, please continue to say, Lord, fill me more. Pray in the Lord. Pray in tongues. Pray in the Holy Spirit right now. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Oh, Father. Continue to ask the Lord, fill me around here. The apostles, they were baptized in Acts chapter 2. But in Acts chapter 4, their confidence left them. The Bible said they were afraid. And they gathered together in verse 26. And by verse 31 of Acts chapter 4, the Bible says God came down upon them. Church beginning to pray. This is an important time. If you have so many confident and bold people around you, then it is easier and surer for us all. It's easier and surer for us all. Hallelujah, hallelujah.
Fill me anew. Come on, sing that song with us. Lift your voice and sing it with conviction. Spirit of the living God. Spirit of the Lord. Two more times. For more information on what you've heard, please visit our website at www.fountainoflove.org.uk. You'll also find other media presentations available to you. Stay blessed in Christ Jesus. Amen.